Hi friend, welcome to Valley and View. I'm Betsy and I'm so glad you're joining us for today's conversation. Today I'm talking to my gal pal Mal. Mallory and I became friends in a somewhat unsuspecting way and she is just one of the friendliest friends I've ever known. Like her carnivorous conversion into vegetarianism, Mallory has also become a recent Sabbath convert and is here to share what she's learned so that you too can experience the true rest you've been longing for. We're ready to jump all in, but before we do, just a quick disclaimer. The conversations you're about to hear are based on our personal experiences and relationships. We hope you hear something in these conversations that spark an idea, an emotion, or even breakthrough in some way. But please do not take our words as gospel truth. That can only be found in one place. So let these conversations enter your hearts and your minds, but let the Lord speak to you in ways that only He can. All right, you ready? Let's go. Hey, Mal. Hey, Betsy. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Anytime. I have been a faithful listener since the pod dropped. I've listened to every episode. I'm very thrilled to be here. Every Thursday? I don't always listen on Thursday, but I always listen like that week. Yeah. I'm never behind on an episode. So you're ready for two days from now. Yeah. Oh, wait, this drops in two days. No, 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 not this one, but, but, (laughs) but today is Tuesday. So on Thursday, there'll be another Mm -hmm. one. Okay. Um, it'll be the one with Sarah talking about the F word. Um, so we'll just, I can't wait. (laughs) It sounds, sounds exciting. Yeah. Thank you for being a faithful listener, Mm -hmm. um, throughout the beginning. Also, I just forgot to tell you that sometimes I look at the computer screen a lot just to make sure it's still recording. So don't feel like I'm not listening to you. No, you're fine. You're a you're a podcaster. You're busy working your magic, I mean, making sure it's all going. We don't have a producer right no, now, but so you wear all the hats. I'm so glad you mentioned all the hats. We, no. we used to have hats. We used to do the hats. Do you still have that note? Um, I don't know. Oh, if if it's on my phone, then I do still have it. Stand by. Tell us about the hats while I find this. So Betsy and I, Betsy and I met because we worked at camp number two together. I, I know. That's how you know I've been listening. Okay. Um, we worked at camp number two together. Betsy was actually my ball, like my supervisor. Um, she was on full-time staff and I was just like a summer camp counselor. Not but, just okay. a summer camp counselor. I was a, on l- summer leadership. <laughs> so much more important. No. It was um, really. Yeah, but there was a, you know, a handful of us that were on summer leadership and my role was directly tied to Betsy's. So I basically just followed her around all summer and we just had a blast. We did. And we weren't. But the thing about our job together that (laughs) summer is that we were the jack of all trades and we kind of did it all. And Mm -hmm. so we had this, this running joke all summer that we wore all these different types of hats. Mm -hmm. Um, I I couldn't find the note. I, I think I deleted it on my end. But if you still have it, please share I it with me. I definitely don't. So I don't have it either. I just typed in hats to my notes and it didn't pop up. Maybe I, I remember it had three hats, of, like oh, actual emojis actual, of hats. Like ball, like a ball cap? Yeah. Like the emojis. Hmm. Nope. I feel confident that I deleted it after that season of my life. That you were like, we're done with it. We're yeah. Done with- <laughs> Closing that door. <laughs> yeah. But not you. But not, not no, you and that forever. is the beautiful thing about me and Betsy's friendship is that we we were we did we spent a lot of time together that summer, we did. and then the friendship lasted, and here yeah. we are. 
Yeah, and here we are. So we met at camp number two um, and have been friends ever since. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we have a lot in common, and that's how we we do. It was got a, to be friends. Although you were my my supervisor, mm-hmm. it was a fast friendship. Like we yeah. met and instantly clicked. Yeah, because I think off the bat we both knew that we were Christians. Yeah, and that was just like already a, a bonded mm-hmm. foundation, and then you know. We're outdoorsy. We're type A. Yeah. We're color coded. Organized. We're, we're, oh yeah, my God. Looking back things. though, I could not have asked for anybody better for that summer. The oh. one singular summer I worked at camp number two. Mm-hmm. It was just a good time. It was. And we also are into like healthy food. Well, semi healthy food. We are. We're, we're into, we did, um, we want the podcast to know that we tried the Chick-fil-A cauliflower sandwich for dinner tonight. Amazing. And I would give it a 10 out of 10. I really liked it. I will be getting another one. Oh yeah. Let's, let's do a review okay. of that sandwich. Mm-hmm. Nine out of 10. I gave it a 10. Oh, 10 out of 10. Sorry, I, I heard that 10. wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was thinking because I would rate it because I feel like your score is so high because you don't eat meat. I correct and there's nothing there's no other fast food sandwich substitute that can even compare that even exists maybe (laughs) well Burger King has the impossible but that's like like impossible yeah it's it's flirting Mm -hmm. with real meat yeah I I take a bite and I'm like is this is this hamburger yeah I don't know right so I don't want it because you don't eat meat for the sole reason of you don't like it right um and some no, I started, I became vegetarian for environmental impact Correct. reasons, but I just feel healthier not mm-hmm. eating meat, and I really have grown to not like the taste of it at all. Yeah. Um, but this spring, I think is actually like seven or eight years I've been vegetarian, Whoa. so time flies when yeah. you're eating cauliflower. Yeah. back to cauliflower uh i'm thinking of my rating and i would give it if we're just talking about solely based on the sandwich Mm -hmm. and the taste and the flavor yeah 10 out of 10 but as someone who does partake in chicken Mm -hmm. especially the lord's chicken uh it did taste similar to that and the texture we were talking about the texture it wasn't like your basic cauliflower like somehow they shredded it I don't, I don't know yes. it, it felt like chicken texture but cauliflower and we also had heard that the sandwich tastes better with the buffalo, buffalo. sauce and that's mm-hmm. true it is true it was good on its own but the buffalo sauce really yeah did great things for that I, I didn't tell you this because I know you don't like cheese but um my co-worker actually told me that the combo supposedly that makes it the best is a piece of cheese and the buffalo sauce. No. I don't like cheese on those kind of sandwiches. So Cheese on like a fried sandwich? <laughs> yes. Do people do that? I guess. I don't know. I, I don't personally. But like if you get the chicken sandwich deluxe at Chick-fil-A. I don't like this. Yeah. Well, you don't like cheese. No, I don't like cheese or chicken. But Yeah, crazy person. Yeah. No, you're not. What was the other thing you were just telling me you didn't like? cheese and oh, ranch, ranch dressing I don't like ranch mm-hmm. name all the things wait hold on go back to my rating <laughs> I give it for the sandwich itself what did I say 10 out of 10 but comparatively to other things I could get out at Chick-fil-a neutral five five oh, out of ten okay yeah so what are the things that you don't like there's a lot of food that I don't like and most of those foods are 
meat and dairy products. Right. Yeah. So cheese, I've, ranch dressing. I've, yeah, and my whole life I've never liked cheese or ranch. So in my journey of being vegetarian <laughs> into being vegan, like it has been quite easy to cut out the dairy products yeah. because I just don't like them in general. It's no cheese, right? No Not a no particular kind of cheese. It literally no all cheese. cheese. Mm-hmm. And, and even the vegan cheese is bad. It's gross. Mm-hmm. It really is. It, I've tried it in seasons of my life where I was vegan or di- did like mm-hmm. no animal products for 30 days or whatever. And I like the meltiness of cheese and vegan cheese just does not melt. Mm. I'm not sure what it's made of, but not, it's questionable. Oh yeah. Not for me. (laughs) You're not even playing with that. Mm -mm. A lot of times it's made out of cashew. It is, but cashews don't melt. No. And if when you want to make a pizza one time, I was trying to be like super healthy and I was doing no dairy, no gluten, like no sugar, no, all the no's. No happiness. No happiness for 30 days. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I remember I got a pizza somewhere. It had like cauliflower crust, but this was five or six years ago and cauliflower has had a glow up it has in five to six Mm -hmm. years but this was when cauliflower pizza crust was emerging and no one really knew how to do it well yet Mm -hmm. and I ordered this pizza from a little local place where I was living at the time and the cauliflower crust was so floppy and soggy and then it had vegan cheese on it with vegetables the cheese wasn't melted I'm like this is trash I just I, I hate that for you. <laughs> yeah, because now it's come so like mm-hmm. I have cauliflower pizza crust in my freezer right now. It's so good. And like you really can't tell a difference. Cauliflower has come a long way. And cauliflower didn't ask to be any of these no. things. And it's just out here doing the Lord's work, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And its brother, the Brussels sprout, is <laughs> sprinting to catch up. <laughs> what <laughs> What does the Brussels sprout do? Nothing. I don't think anything. Wait. But Brussels sprout is another one of those foods that like as a kid bad like they did not taste good Uh but in my adult life I just feel like people or maybe just maybe it's just me I've like learned how to cook a Brussels sprout better Uh and now it's like if I see Brussels sprouts as an appetizer somewhere I'm like yeah yeah, I'm getting it for sure Mm -hmm. Brussels sprouts are so good my favorite ones um are the these ones that I got from a food truck one time but they were like flash fried like they didn't have a coating on not fried like our cauliflower sandwich but like they were certainly in a deep fryer and so they were like crispy and then that had this sauce that was kind of like soy saucy honey spicy like a glaze a gl- mm-hmm. oh so good but I, I ate that and I was like I could totally make this at home and now I make them and my friends say that they're better so I have to give you that recipe or it's I'll so just good. come over yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just come over. I'll cook them for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we love a Brussels sprout. Anyways, today we're here and we're going to be talking about Sabbath because Mallory in her former life was mm-hmm. not a Sabbather no. um, and had some questions about it. So your church has been doing a series on Sabbath and how, how long ago were we together? Like maybe a month ago when we mm-hmm. were at Betty. Um and you were talking about this series coming up and you were excited about it, but also like just our conversations, you were like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand how you rest, like why and all this stuff. So first of all, just tell us what Sabbath is. 
as I was preparing for this, I feel like that is such a big question of like what Sabbath is. But Mm -hmm. I mean, because I could take it multiple different ways. Like Mm -hmm. Sabbath is a commandment. Mm -hmm. Sabbath is a gift from God. Sabbath is a rhythm of our life as Christians that we're supposed to take time out of our week to rest and to be with the Lord. So I guess definition wise, if you were to look at what Sabbath is, you would probably turn to the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. and read that that scripture and you know, it tells you that it on the seventh day you are supposed to take time to I mean, here I I don't know what the actual verse is, but like <laughs> to how do I begin to describe Sabbath? I don't know. Like it has it's been such a journey for me. No. Do you want to hop in and say what your definition is? Um, yeah, I think the definition is that there's not one. Okay, I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> I'm running in circles trying to figure out how to define but it. But no, I think what you said, it's a commandment. It is um, a gift. Like, it, it's a lot of things. Um, like cauliflower. Like cauliflower. <laughs> Sabbath right. is the cauliflower of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think at its core, um, it is a rhythm that God has given us for our benefit. So like when I think of Sabbath, like, yeah, we, we can talk about the Ten Commandments, but my mind goes to Genesis in the garden and like how God created the universe. So we know that he created for the first six days and on the seventh day he rested. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's always so interesting because like, God is God. Like, he didn't need to rest after creating all this. Like, sure, if I would have created the world and done all this hard work, I would need to rest. But, like, God doesn't. So I think for me, when I think of Sabbath, I think of that particular piece of scripture and of God giving us a rhythm or a direction of how we should also live our lives, working toiling, whatever that's used in the Bible, six days a week, and then resting for one. Um, and I know throughout like history and stuff, and we can get into this, but people have taken Sabbath as a commandment and turned it into like a legalistic like list of rules. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of like, this is Sabbath and this is not Sabbath. And I think that's why we have a hard time coming up with a definition because as a society, we have placed boundaries on what Sabbath can and cannot be mm-hmm. where God just said, rest. Right. So it's up to interpretation. And going back to that Genesis idea, one of the things that in my Sabbath journey I learned is this idea that apparently with like biblical scholars Mm -hmm. there's some debate of like like did God finish working on the sixth day or do you technically draw that out to the seventh day like did he finish creation on day seven or after day seven and it's the the Mm -hmm. this concept of like part of creation is that God created rest Mm -hmm. like he didn't need to rest yeah but he created this space because he wanted us to rest and he Mm -hmm. wanted to show us what rest was like and exemplify rest. Yeah. 
And I like that word create. Uh, I heard something recently from the pastor at the church I've been going to is that God is the only one that creates. And like we, we'll talk about, oh, I created a podcast or I created a piece of art. No, I made that. So like the difference in creating and making. So creating is like making something from nothing. Mm. And making is taking those things that have already been created and making something else. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I heard that and I was like, whoa, my mind is blown. Okay. So you have been, like you said, on a Sabbath journey. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So a couple weeks ago when we were talking, you were like, not sure about Sabbath. So tell us what you thought about Sabbath before you started learning more about it in your journey. I have never until now been in a rhythm of practicing sabbath i viewed sabbath in a legalistic do's and don'ts black and white kind of way and i'm not even exactly sure where i got this idea of sabbath but in my head sabbath was solitude sabbath was sitting praying reading your bible journaling like only those very like I thought of them as like God-centered activities. Mm-hmm. And that's so not your personality. No. So I can see why you would. I love to be around people. I love to be doing and I love to, yeah, I have always been the type of person to really enjoy um, and feel, you know, fulfillment from a full schedule. But I was like, no, I don't want to take a full day to do nothing Mm -hmm. like I thought Sabbath was like doing nothing Mm -hmm. and that I didn't want any I didn't I was like I don't want to do that so now that you have learned more about Sabbath what do you think about Sabbath now yeah my Sabbath journey has taken a full 180 I've learned so much more about the rhythm of Sabbath and you know Sabbath is not a rule to follow it's a gift and Sabbath you can do Sabbath with community You can do daily activities or things that you enjoy as long as there's not like, well, I don't even want to put a do's and don'ts on it. I don't even like to start to describe it that way. Um, Sabbath is just a gift and it is taking time to slow down to say Sabbath is not about what I can do or produce, but about who I am in God Mm -hmm. and slowing down to realize that what I have in my life is a gift from God and and just resting in that freedom and in that gift so you know this past Sabbath that I did which was one of my first Sabbaths it was so fun um I spent the whole day with my boyfriend and we watched a few episodes of a tv show and we baked bread and we had a glass of wine and we um you know i did take some time i listened to a podcast and i journaled and i took a nap and i did you know a handful of activities but it's just and those aren't things that are uncommon for me to do on a weekend but it was just a total mind shift and a total shift of like a heart posture for me to then view that as a gift from God Mm -hmm. and just delight in those activities and in those things that 
God has given me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Sabbath can even look different for so many different people. So it's like, I love to exercise. I love to run. I love to cook. So those, you know, running and cooking might be activities that for some people, they might view them as chores or they might Amen. not enjoy them. <laughs> but, you know, if I go on a run, I view that as like, oh, I'm using my body to rejoice and celebrate and delight in the gift that the Lord has given me of exercise. And to me, you know, it's kind of like emotional and soulful rest. It doesn't, Sabbath is not only physical rest. It can Mm -hmm. be things that fill you up and give you um, emotional peace. And I really like also, you know, the word delight like comes to my mind a lot when I think about Sabbath. Yeah. Recently. <laughs> and taking out the element of production and like productivity uh-huh. and just delighting in the Lord. Yeah. Kind of the same as you a few years ago. In my mind, Sabbath was a list of do's and don'ts. And I guess this is just like a societal thing that has become a thing over the years. But in my mind, Sabbath was, yeah, you just don't do anything. Um, I don't know why, but it's like, I think of the, like my parents' generation, it's like, you can't play cards on Sunday. You can't buy liquor on Sunday. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like things like that. Um, but yeah, when we look at Sabbath to me, like you said, it's not producing. And also I think Sabbath is about resting and trusting God with your provision and not about how you can provide for yourself. So Mm -hmm. in my experience with Sabbath, like you said, it's a mindset and I have to get my mind there because I'll do things being productive without even thinking about it because I'm just trying like cleaning my house or meal prepping or, you know, getting ready for the week. Those aren't bad things. But like if I truly take time to step away and say, okay, I am not going to meal prep today and it's almost counterintuitive. Like, I'm not going to meal prep today. And I, I know that that might not make for the most productive weeks. But I'm relying on the Lord to provide for me the time and the space and the meals and the food and the provision and everything that I need this week to fully, like, rest in Him right now. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? There are ways that you can do both. So, like, yeah, you know, I'm not exactly sure where in scripture it is but like the idea of setting yourself up to be successful on day six Mm -hmm. so you can rest on day seven so like make doing your meal prepping doing your errand doing whatever that you need to do on day six so that way day seven can be all about rest right yeah and so that reminds me of um You know, uh, I love The Chosen. Have you watched it? Mm -mm. Oh my gosh, we'll talk about it later. Um, But they often show in that um, TV show of them having Sabbath or Shabbat. um, And during that time period, and still a lot of people today um, do Sabbath from sundown on Friday to sundown on Saturday. And not Sunday. I think that's another thing we've put in our mind because Sunday in our culture is the day we go to church, that that's the Sabbath. But like God never said it has to be Sunday. It literally can be one day of the week. Mm -hmm. Like I know I listen to Annie F. Downs a lot and her Sabbath day is 
on Saturday, but I know other people that it's in the middle of the week because that's what their schedule allows. So yeah, like preparing yourself for the Sabbath. Um, oftentimes in that show, they'll show them, you know, making all the food, cleaning the house, like getting everything ready so that they can rest. Um, and so I agree, like you have to set yourself up to be able to rest. That's part of the working mm-hmm. process. Um, and actually my friend Tyler is about to go to Israel. Um, this week. Yeah. Um, but he was telling me last week, he was like showing me everything on the map and explaining it to me and all that. Um, but he said that one, one of the days he's going to be there, I, it might be when he flies in. Um, but he was like, I'm really going to have to be mindful of like where, I'm able to get food and things like that because they still celebrate like it's a whole culture thing celebrating Shabbat from Friday sundown to Saturday or yeah Saturday sundown um so like things close like Mm -hmm. shut down there's nothing open um so like and that's beautiful because there is an element of Sabbath that really makes us all equal under God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is not something that our culture practices mm-hmm. because there are Christians, people, and Americans, anyone who might work three jobs mm-hmm. to put food on the table and they don't have a full 24 hours to give to the Sabbath. And that is just like one example of a external system that is you know cultural enslavement that our country is so consumeristic productivity driven workaholics Mm -hmm. that that some people don't have the you know sabbath is not just for the middle class who have a weekend right everyone deserves deserves to to have that rest in in the lord like Mm -hmm. that is how we were created Mm -hmm. and i think that is also important like as Christians to think about the people that might not be able to practice Sabbath and what we can do to be a part of like breaking down those external systems to make sure all of our brothers and sisters in Christ have the opportunity to practice Sabbath. There you go, sis. What do you think we gain from taking a day of rest? One of the things that I learned in my church's like sermon series that we have been going through about Sabbath is that Sabbath reminds us who God is. Sabbath reminds us who we are. Sabbath reminds us that rest is necessary for love. And that one really kind of like blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Not blue, like, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but really, because explain it, it doesn't make, I mean, I, I can see where it's going, but explain it. Yeah. So it's difficult to love people when we're tired Mm -hmm. and I feel like I definitely have experienced a lack of the fruits of the spirit Mm -hmm. when I'm tired yeah um and just having that physical and emotional rest gives us the capacity to love God love others love ourselves Mm -hmm. and without rest we don't have the emotional, mental, physical capacity to be a good neighbor, to be a good friend, to be a good coworker, to be a good sister, etc. Whatever role role it is that you fill, but 
Yeah, you say in that love God, love yourself, and love others, like those are also commandments. And so it's almost like the commandments are working in tandem together. Like God knows that if we don't rest, then we're not going to be able to do those things well. And he's asking us to do those things well. So he gives us rest and Sabbath in him. Wow. Wouldn't it be like him? I know. (laughs) But then also circling back to, you know, the first two points, like Sabbath reminds us who God is, you know, when we don't Sabbath, we reveal our idols. Like we reveal, Mm. oh, I care more about being productive at work. I care more about X, Y, and Z. I care more about whatever it is, you know, it it reveals that, that you care more about something else than resting in God's Mm -hmm. grace for you and Mm -hmm. provision for you. Yeah. And a lot of people I think would argue that, oh no, it's not an idol. I just, I just don't have time to do it. No. Okay. Then time becomes your idol. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you, if you can't get to the place to have the ability to step away and say, okay, I'm literally going to rest and I trust that everything is going to be taken care of because God's got me. Like it's that provision. Um, and that when, when I do practice Sabbath, which I, I used to be better than I was, but we're getting back to it. Um, when, when I first got started with Sabbath and, you know, even now too sometimes, but it's a constant thing in my mind. Like I have to actively choose not to do something. Mm -hmm. And, And when I say something, I mean like work or be productive or spend money. Like that's a big thing for me on Sabbath. Like I try not to spend money. Um, but like, it's an active thing all day long. Like we have so, or at least for me, I have such a hard time resting and not just like taking a nap, but just being still and resting in who I am and who God is with what I have, like being content. And Sarah and I talked about contentment a little bit last week, but that keeps coming up for me. Um, is I, I think that I really struggle with being content in all of those areas. Um, so I think for me that makes resting hard, but like, why do you think resting is hard for you and like for others? Cause I feel like it's not something we do well. I'm learning what resting well could look like in my life, but mm-hmm. I think some of it comes back to the whole idea of also like restlessness mm-hmm. and just never being satisfied yeah and how you find your satisfaction um i find a lot of satisfaction in so many areas of my life but sabbath is a day that i need to come and center and say lord you are what satisfies and i yeah i've always just had a really hard time resting The topic of Sabbath is woven all throughout Scripture. Old Testament, New Testament, most books of the Bible have some mention of it. But for me, when I think of Sabbath, my mind always goes back to the beginning, and that's in Genesis. Chapter 1 opens up with God creating the heavens and the earth, night and day, and basically everything else. It ends with God finishing His work on the sixth day. Genesis 2 opens up by God telling us about Sabbath. It doesn't use the word Sabbath, but it does talk about rest. 
chapter 2 verse 1 through 3 says thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array by the seventh day god had finished the work he had been doing so on the seventh day he rested from all his work then god blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done when we read this we know god didn't actually have to rest He's the God of the universe. He doesn't need rest, but he was showing us an example of how he wanted us to live our lives. Work six days, rest for one day. And I love specifically verse three that says, God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. When we rest, it not only is restoring our body, giving us a reset, but is also an act of worship. Taking the time to step away from our work and to throw our hands up and say, you know what? I know there's always going to be something to do and work that I feel like needs to be done, but today, God, I am resting in you. I am trusting you to provide for my needs, and today I'm just going to truly enjoy, and like Mallory says, delight in who you are and who you've created me to be. I don't like to sit still. I don't even like to be quiet. (laughs) I am always talking on the phone with somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm always listening to a podcast. I'm always consuming some sort of media Mm -hmm. or or community. I'm very, very extroverted that I just love. I'm, yeah, I'm very filled by being around people. Um, And I've never really felt rest from slowing down. But I think that that is deceit from the devil saying, no, you don't need to slow down. You're fine. You can keep running on your own. Mm -hmm. Like keep, keep running ahead kind of thing. I think, I think that's so true because he knows when we're busy, 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 we don't have the capacity to be connected to the Lord as we would be if we were to stop and be still and when we are busy, 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 and we get tired and we get drained, then we are not, you know, showing the fruits of the Spirit. We're not acting Christ-like, which is another hit. And then when we get to that point of just, like, pure exhaustion, then to, to me, like, when I don't get rest, my health goes in the tanker. Like, I get sick. If I don't get my sleep, you can bet in seven days, I'm going to be sick somehow. So that takes me down another one. Um, So I think that, yeah, totally on track with that, that the enemy tries to keep us busy because busy is distracted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I also think, too, that resting is so hard because we, at least in our culture and society, we associate rest with laziness. um, And that in, in America, laziness is not a good thing. And, like, obviously... It's not good to be lazy, but I think we equate laziness with rest, and that's just not true. Um, I think there's a lot of different ways that we can rest without being productive, but also not being lazy. And I don't know where that sweet spot is and what you would call I guess you would call it Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are some ways that you have been resting um, since you've been learning about Sabbath that aren't taking a nap? And I know you kind of mentioned some earlier, like, like baking bread with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other things or ideas that you haven't maybe dabbled in yet, but you're thinking, oh, that would be a good restful activity for a Sabbath? The 
last time I Sabbathed, it was a rainy, cold Saturday. Mm-hmm. And one of the activities that I would really like to do in an upcoming Sabbath is spend time in nature. Mm. I have always, you know, felt connected to God and felt close to God in nature, in mm-hmm. his creation. Um, so that's going on a hike, even just going on a walk outside, sitting at a park, going kayaking, um, something to be in nature and recognize the beauty of creation. Um, so I'm very interested in Sabbathing in nature. I yeah. can't wait to report back about that one. <laughs> Yeah, report back. I love that. And I'm trying to think of some things that I like doing. I, I do enjoy a good hard nap. Um, like the kind where you just pass out on the couch and have no recollection of where you are, what time it is when you wake up. Um, I also like cooking on the Sabbath and I know a lot of people don't like cooking, but to me, cooking is so relaxing. Like put Mm -hmm. on a record, turn some music on, get in the kitchen with a bunch of ingredients and just kind of go at it. I really love that. Um, but I think the important thing to think about with Sabbath is that what is rest for you is not necessarily rest for somebody else and vice versa. Like cooking, I don't know, to me that's relaxing and restful, but for somebody else that might feel like work. Like I think of our, our girl Casey. Mm-hmm. We love Case. Cooking, she doesn't love it. That's probably not going to be what she does on the Sabbath. She might order Chinese food. Um also, shout out, Case, I know you're really working on the kitchen thing, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think we just have to keep that in mind that rest is not one thing, and it's different for everybody. So the mindset that I try to keep on Sabbath, or when I'm Sabbathing, um, I try to keep the mindset that is what I'm doing, like kind of throwing up my hands and saying, all right, God, it's all you. I am fully trusting and resting in you. Um, and I am, like you said, delighting in your presence and in the things that you have given me in, in this contentment that I have for you right now without wanting or needing or doing any of those like verbs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that made sense. It does. Yeah. So you're now currently practicing Sabbath, right? Yes, I have been practicing Sabbath, but it's still a new journey for me. Yeah. Like, when I say I've been practicing Sabbath, I mean I've done it twice now. So, call it what you want, but we're we are still in the works of establishing this rhythm. Yeah, and I think if we're not careful, then Sabbath also becomes just another thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a oh, I have to do this every week, put it in the calendar, put put it on the schedule. And that, you know, some people starting out might need to do that. Um, A lot of people that I hear, and I know it's different for us too, because like we're single on our own. We can make Sabbath whatever we want it to be without having to take care of other people or children or things like that. This is a thought that I um, had recently is like, how do you as a parent or someone taking care of another individual or even living with someone else, like how is that different Sabbathing with other people? You know what I mean? Cause I feel like, I don't know for, for me, Sabbathing, I love to be alone, like quiet. And I know we're very different in that aspect, but like 
that is restful to me is to like cut everything off, put all the electronics away, not even turn the TV on. Um, and that's easier for me in this season of my life. I know. I wish that I had some sort of input on this because we're, you know, it is similar boat here. But I would say that my prayer for the married folks and the moms and dads out there would be like what I would hope for myself one day is to have both you know maybe maybe when I am a mom I will want some quiet time Mm -hmm. um but so to be able to do things like sit down and eat a meal together Mm -hmm. or worship together go on a walk together spend time in nature together cook a meal together etc but then also have a chunk of time that could be for just you and god you know Mm -hmm. kind of getting to do the best of both worlds yeah of that one-on-one intentional time in your bible journaling whatever and also in community that can even look like celebrating and Mm -hmm. gathering around the table and playing games Mm -hmm. and just delighting yeah I've heard I think where I was going with this I've heard that a lot of families who practice Sabbath together um, especially with like smaller kids um, it's like a holiday every week so if you think about Sabbath as a holiday like Christmas or Thanksgiving like there's always a lot of lead up to it and a lot of work to prepare to be done but then once you get to the Christmas morning Christmas day I don't know about your family but like we we just lounge around all day in our pajamas and like just really hang out and rest Mm -hmm. and not do much because all the prep work has been done. Um, So I've heard a lot of families kind of think about it in that aspect and and kids will be so excited about it. Um, I think one good book that I read recently is called Garden City by John Mark Comer. Um, And he talks a lot about the kind of the work rest balance um, based on the Genesis creation story. And another podcast I listened to recently uh, was Annie F. Downs was talking to Ann Voskamp, I think. Um, But she was talking about Sabbath, and she lives on a farm with, like, lots of animals. And so Annie was asking her, like, how do you Sabbath when, like, the cows need feeding and, like, things Mm -hmm. need to be done? Um, And she kind of talked about it. And not to, to compare kids to, like, farm animals, but she was like, it's the same with the family. Um, she was like, we care for their basic, basic needs. So, like, are they fed? Are they safe? Period. And, like, we don't do any, you know, washing, any combing, any... I don't, I don't know what you do with farm animals. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't grow up on a farm. I don't know. Um, but any of the extra things that are done throughout the week, like... Obviously, you have to take care of other people and animals if you have them. And so, um, I thought that was a good point because I never really thought about, you know, a lot of people are in situations where their daily things can feel like work. And if it's especially something that you can't just not do or put on pause Mm -hmm. to rest, um, how that kind of looks as someone who is practicing Sabbath. Yeah. So tell me one thing that you've learned about Sabbath that you didn't know a month ago. One of the biggest things that I learned is that Sabbath 
does not have to be in solitude. Mm -hmm. Sabbath can be worshiping at church. Sabbath can be with a loved one, sharing a meal, etc. And it Sabbath exists in community and you don't have to Sabbath alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, and if we think about it kind of as a holiday every week, I mean, you wouldn't have Christmas by yourself, or at least I hope you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like thinking about it in the holiday aspect. Like, what what can I do today to really just rest and enjoy? What would your ideal Sabbath be? Like, 24-hour Sabbath period, start to finish, walk us through it. My ideal Sabbath would be... Can you tell us what day of the week first? Yeah, we're... Mm-hmm, oh, yeah. Okay. That's what we're saying. Okay, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Before I answer this question, I just want to tie back to the minivan episode. Not the minivan. The what? suburban. <laughs> <laughs> it would be about right for a minivan, though. Um, the suburban episode when you were talking about a perfect date. Yes. And you reference Miss Congeniality and the mis- the date is April 25th which is my birthday so it's my perfect date's April 25th not too hot not it, too cold all you need is light jacket we couldn't think of the date I and know also, you couldn't and there I was walking down the street it's screaming your birthday. April 25th <laughs> yeah but of course you never came around to all that. I remember from that conversation is Allie saying, saying something about Satan's panties yeah like. <laughs> because she stole Satan's panties yeah I don't know mm-hmm. that reference oh okay I, so I did. so okay Aside from the perfect date of miscongeniality, <laughs> um, my perfect Sabbath or my ideal Sabbath would start probably on Saturday night. Okay. And I would like to start Sabbath with a meal, like a Saturday dinner. Oh. And I would want to, so my, it's, my Sabbath is going to open and close with dinner. Love dinner that. on Saturday and then dinner on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So... I would, Saturday dinner would definitely, I think it would be so fun to have a community dinner where I'm with multiple people that are in my life, important to me, sitting around the table, talking, laughing, just being joyful. Mm-hmm. Um, Is maybe, that meal at home or out? At home. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At home. Um maybe even watching the sunset or doing some something like that that would be nice mm-hmm. um and then i would go to sleep and then wake up sunday and go to church because um i know you talked about how sometimes when you sabbath you church from home because you're mm-hmm. on no schedule mm-hmm. um but i i my sabbath on a sunday morning would include going to church and worshiping um after that I would go home and maybe listen to a podcast or journal or pray or reflect about whatever the morning sermon was about. Um, I would definitely take some sort of afternoon walk or maybe even a run if I'm feeling crazy. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I'm feeling really delightful. (laughs) Um, And... There has to be a Sunday afternoon nap involved. For has sure. To. Mm-hmm. They just hit different. As I wake up from my nap, I'm going to light a candle. <laughs> I don't know why it needs to be there. It okay, does. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Pivotal. Yes. And 
I think then I, I would also really enjoy spending time cooking a meal on mm-hmm. Sunday. So I don't know what my Saturday meal is, but Sunday I want it to be a meal that, you know, I'm in the kitchen, I'm not distracted by X, Y, and Z, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, making a beautiful meal. Um, and I would also probably share this meal with somebody. I don't think I would eat it by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and maybe sit around the table and pray, talk about what we're thankful for, just reflect on the 24 hours in general, uh-huh. um, sh- eat another you know Sunday night meal together, and and then blow out the candle and boom, Sabbath is <laughs> over. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that. My Sabbath, the important parts of my Sabbath really are just meals, community, Mm -hmm. worship, nature. Basics. Those are the pillars of my Mm -hmm. Sabbath. God. Back back to the basics. We should have a Sabbath dinner together. Let's do it. Next week. Okay. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. We cannot be a cauliflower sandwich. Chick-fil-A will be closed on Sunday. That's right. Um. So for my ideal Sabbath, I'm really good at coming up with what I want it to be and ideas, but I rarely implement them. Um, But I think I would also do Saturday night to Sunday night. I like that idea, kind of starting it off. Um, My Sabbath, this is going to sound terrible, but sometimes going to church to me feels like work. And so sometimes I slash that on a Sabbath and I watch church from home. And I think that's just my personality type, like being so fully immersed in people and loud music and, you know, everything that happens at a typical church. Like that is draining and working, not, not work, but like it's not restful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So sometimes I will opt for the online version. Um, just so I don't have a schedule, I wake up when I want to, make as many coffees as I want. We do not have a limit on coffees on Sunday, or not Sunday, but Sabbath, um, which in this instance is a Sunday. And um, I feel like I never make lunch or dinner on a Sabbath day. I make like a midday meal mm-hmm. because it's usually something on Sabbath. I want something hearty and like feel good and fattening (laughs) like something I wouldn't typically make during the week like a good Sunday brunch like yeah well Mm -hmm. no I don't really do brunch oh well I do a late breakfast okay because I'll sleep in scratch no brunch no (laughs) scratch the brunch um I do a late breakfast so that's really why I do like a midday meal like two-ish three o'clock but also I do that because I'm taking my time enjoying cooking in the kitchen usually it's something that has to cook for a while or simmer for a while and it just like kind of has that same slowness about it um so like chicken and dumplings pasta I don't know those are things I make a lot like really heavy hearty things um usually take a nap I like to get out in nature, so sometimes I'll go walk, like, the river trail. Um, but typically for me on a Sabbath, I don't like to be with people because mm-hmm. that is very – not always. Like, grabbing a coffee with somebody, sure. But I, I'm not the type to always want to sit at a big table with a bunch of people. Like, that's that's not restful to me. But I'll call somebody while I'm walking or, like, community in that sense, but not – 
overwhelming community for me. Um, and then I always like to end Sabbath and most Sundays, even if I am not being intentional about Sabbath, but Sunday nights, I like to take the shower. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like full hour, shave the legs, wash the hair, do the thing, derm plain, moisturizer, all the Mm -hmm. things, you know what I mean? Um, it's just so, it feels so relaxing and restful to me. And then bonus points if at some point on Friday or Saturday I wash my sheets and I get into clean sheets in the, right after the shower. I love that shower for you. Yes. But for me, that's work. <laughs> yeah, it, it can be. <laughs> I don't find that restful. Mm-hmm. See, I, I like the slowness of it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really think about the work. I mean, it is work. Like it. I can see how it would be work for some people. Um, for anybody who is not currently practicing Sabbath or someone who has kind of gotten out of the routine of practicing Sabbath, what would you say as someone who just recently started yourself um, would be a good kind of first step if you if that's something that you want to to implement in your life? Yeah, my first piece of advice would be to start where you are Mm -hmm. and God will delight in that. Mm -hmm. Like if all you are ready to give is six hours on a weekend or six hours on a weeknight or, you know, whatever it may be, start where you are and that's enough. You don't have to follow the legalistic rule of, 24 hours, one full day. Mm -hmm. I think that is the design and the rhythm that God has created us for, but but you can start where you are. Mm -hmm. And that would be my first piece of advice. My second piece of advice would be to pick out some Sabbath activities. Mm -hmm. So sit down like Betsy and I just did and think about what your... You could think about what your ideal Sabbath would look like, or you can think about what your realistic Sabbath could look Mm -hmm. like. Um, plan out two or three things, four or five things that you want to fill your time with that are restful to you, that will honor God, and start there. So that way you don't just say, oh, I'm going to Sabbath today, and then all of a sudden you're mm-hmm. 30 minutes in and you're like, what What am I supposed to do mm-hmm. with, my, with this time? Um, yeah. So planning out some of those things, even if it is planning out a nap, planning out to you know read your bible or a book or a podcast or whatever like plan out a few things that you're gonna do yeah I I don't know if it's still in there but it used to keep a note on my phone of just like random things that I would want to do on sabbath and so I think there's a balance though like we're not we're not saying plan out your entire right. Sabbath like that that's it's not, not a the to-do per- list right it's mm-hmm. not a to-do list of things to get done but maybe just have some things we, at camp we would call these back pocket games mm-hmm. right is that yes. what we call them yeah. <laughs> okay it's been a while um so just have some things in your back pocket that you already know are restful for you are resting in God and who he is and who you are and just bringing you joy and contentment like just kind of have an idea of those types of things that work for you so that when you get to your six hours or 12 hours or however much time you're spending on Sabbath to get started, you're not sitting there twiddling your thumbs or 
you know, next thing you know, you're deep cleaning the whole house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, trying to fill that time. Um, I know. I think that that second piece of advice was definitely like for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, as someone who previously thought that Sabbath was solitude and having this total mindset and heart shift towards Sabbath, realizing that it can look different than this black and white to don't list that I thought it was planning out a few activities was really helpful for me in in deciding how I was going to rest I think that first piece of advice is good too as just starting where you are um you don't have to give a full 24 hours something that I do sometimes a couple times a week um is I give myself a Sabbath power hour um, after work. Um, so I love on the days that I actually get to leave work on time or even sometimes early, um, I come home, change into some, something comfy, and where my apartment is, the patio always gets the sunset. And so I'll go out on the patio with a book, um, some type of drink, um, and just sit out there and enjoy the weather. And I even go out there when it's cold and like wrap up in a blanket. I don't, I love being outside. So, um, I do that as a Sabbath power hour and usually that's all that it is. Um, but before I get started with whatever I'm doing that night or cooking dinner, I just take a second to rest and I cannot tell you how much better I feel. And just, it, it's crazy how much one hour of rest like what it can do for your your mind, your soul, your body is just like taking a breath. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Another thing as someone who is wildly extroverted that has <laughs> been helpful for me is knowing that my small group and my entire church is going through, we're going through a Sabbath, you know, sermon series, but we're also going through a Sabbath series in our small groups that all small groups in the church are doing at the same time and so I love the accountability Mm -hmm. and the community aspect of I practiced Sabbath on the weekend and then I went to Bible study on Monday and I got to share about it and Mm -hmm. I got to hear about other people's Sabbath as well and so having that kind of community that I could turn to part of my Sabbath was that I was excited to then go to mm-hmm. church the next day or go to small groups and following and share about my experience and hear about other people's experience. Mm-hmm. I also think I was just thinking back on some of my Sabbath experiences. I think Sabbathing and resting in the Lord opens you up to hearing from him a lot better. Like I'm just thinking of some of the Sabbath experiences that I've had that I have like, just so very clearly been able to hear from the Lord on those days. Um, One crazy one that happened one time is I was taking a hard, hard Sabbath nap. And I had this dream. I'm not going to tell you about the dream. But, like, very clearly I feel confident that it was, like, the Lord speaking to me through a dream. Which sounds crazy, but it's not. Read your Bible. It happens. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I I got defensive there for a second. Um... But no, like several times, um, several times truly resting in him 
and setting aside time um, to do that and just like block everything out. I think it really kind of opens you up um, to hearing from him a lot better because those distractions are gone. The noise is gone, um, depending on what you're doing on your Sabbath. But And that's another thing I think I would advise is to no matter what you do, on your Sabbath, and again, this is not a do or don't, like, and if this doesn't happen every time, cool, but, like, if the whole point of Sabbath is to rest in the Lord and to, like, come back to Him and find rest and provision in Him, I think it's a really good practice to set aside time at some point during your Sabbath to have one-on-one time with God. Like, you mentioned journaling, praying, being in nature, taking a walk, Um, It can be while you're doing other things too, but just like an intentional time to be alone with him in prayer, you know? Amen. Well, is there anything about Sabbath that you haven't said that you wanted to say? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that I have enjoyed sharing with you my Sabbath experience and it still feels so fresh that I'm sure, you know... We're going to come back for a part two. We'll part, we'll part two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Six months out. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how see where Sabbath. we are in the Sabbath journey. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that idea. Because even from... I really wish... How how long ago did we have dinner? Like a month ago? Mm, it's longer a longer than that? A month or a few weeks ago. It wasn't longer than that. Okay. But even in that short amount of time... Yes. I mean, because when we were sitting there, you were like, yeah, just... I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And I was I was trying to like pitch it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you should really do this. So I'm glad that you've had a mind shift. Um wait, will you share your church? What's the name of yes. your church? Yes. I go to Bright City. In Raleigh. In Durham. Durham. Okay. Yes. We'll link um, the I, yeah. series. Yes. You can, can find it on YouTube, Spotify, website, all that kind of stuff. And for those wondering also, the Bible study that we have been going through is called Practicing the Way. Mm. And I think it is geared towards churches and communities to kind of do, you know, multiple groups do it in a small group setting. Um, But there are also podcasts that accompany that. And I'm pretty sure the website has a lot of free resources if you are interested in digging into some sabbath materials but the thing that i'm really excited about that um so the practicing the way the i don't know who exactly like what organization or group runs it but in these videos that we're watching in small group it's john mark comer oh yeah so he is one of the people that is helping make this content Mm -hmm. um, and distribute this content Yeah, and um, practicing the way is going to go through like nine different spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. And so some of those are like Sabbath, prayer, repentance. Like I can't think Mm -hmm. of all of the ones that they have listed out, but talking about how things like Sabbath are a rhythm and a spiritual discipline. Um, yeah. And something to practice. Practice is key. Yes. Practice Sabbath and it doesn't have to be perfect. Yes, that's right. Well, I love that for you. And I love that you are loving Sabbath. I Big am. fan. Mm-hmm. Big fan. 
All right, well, thanks for having me. See y'all again in six months. <laughs> <laughs>this time next week i hope to hear that you're laying in a hammock in the sunshine somewhere sabbathing hard and letting god provide for you like he's done every single day of your life so far that sounds like a good restful activity to me but how are you looking forward to rest we'd love to know so scroll to the bottom of the show notes tell us there and check out what others are doing to sabbath as well while you're at it if you don't mind we'd appreciate you leaving a five-star review It literally takes two seconds and helps put the pod in other people's view. And if you're not already following to be notified when new episodes drop, which by the way is every Thursday, go ahead and click follow and then consider sharing with all of your best friends. Speaking of sharing, it's a new month, which means there's a new playlist available. You can head on over to our March playlist on Spotify. Here you'll find new songs we're all loving, as well as some oldies but goodies. You can find the link to this month's playlist in the show notes or by searching Valley Plus View on Spotify. Also in the show notes, we've listed all resources like scripture, books, podcasts, songs, or anything else we've mentioned in this episode. Whether you're in the valley, at the view, or somewhere in between, keep on hiking and we'll see you next time.